Hey everyone, welcome back to The Raquel Show. I'm so excited to be back with you guys for episode two. So this week I am PMSing and for me, I have like the worst PMS symptoms. Like I'm exhausted, I'm really moody. Like I range from crying to being like really upset to really happy or like manic or like I get anxiety. Like I'm just like all over the place. And one of the other things that happens to me during PMS, like most women, is I get like extreme cravings. Like I could eat like a linebacker, honestly. Like I remember there was this one time I went to Five Guys Burgers and you know, like the regular size burgers that they have, I ordered two of them and the fries. And you know, they give you like a million fries and I ate both of those back to back and I was still hungry for like dessert after. So I'm like a monster like when I'm PMSing. It's pretty like incredible to me, honestly. And a lot of times... With my PMS, like, I know it's coming, like, the week before. Like, I just get, like, it's like a switch in my brain that goes off. And I'm just like, okay, like, I don't need to be around people this week because everyone's going to get on my nerves. So people who are close to me are like, okay, Raquel is definitely going through it this week. Let me just, like, stay away from her because I know she's going to, like, do the most because I usually do. Um, and one of the cravings that I had this week was chicken. So... Being from Atlanta, like, I love wings so much. Like, I think we make, like, the best wings in the entire world. Like, they're just, like, heaven sent. There's so many amazing wing places in Atlanta. And since moving to New York, like, New York has, I think New York has great, like, Italian food, a lot of great Chinese food, good, like, West Indian, Caribbean food. But as far as, like, regular American food or just, like, wings, like, New York cannot do chicken right. Like... I have had some of the most disgusting wings I have ever had in my life. Like, they're, like, really big. They're, like, super breaded. They don't have the right sauce. I think the only sauces they use in New York are, like, buffalo and, like, hot sauce. That's, like, all they know how to do here. So their wing-making skills are pretty pathetic, to be honest. I know a lot of people will try to argue with me for that, but, like, there's not any great wings here at all. Like, New York has a lot of great, like, restaurants here I would say like really like high-end restaurants but as far as like if you just want to like grab something neat to like fulfill your hunger needs New York does not have it and I just feel like it's part of New York culture because everything is so fast-paced everyone's always on the go so people don't have to like time to make like home-cooked meals so like a lot of times like you don't have like the uh, the food that comes with like you the food tastes like they made it with love. Everything just tastes like really like quick, fast, and like empty in New York. Cause that's like, that's like part of New York culture. Like the like quick and like fast. I just need to get something to eat really quick, but like not like, oh, we took our time to like really like cook this great meal for you. It's just like, all right, like here's the food, pay your bill, get out. Because a lot of times, like even like there's so many restaurants here that have the worst seating. It'll be like these like really cheap metal like seats. And that's because they just want you to get out of the seat so you could, like, keep, like, you could just, like, get out of the restaurant and go to, like, fulfill, like, more orders or more, like, reservations that they have. And it's just, like, I wish New York, like, would take more time and care with, like, the food they make because the only thing really good to eat here in New York is Italian food and Chinese food. Like, anything else, I'm just, like, this is absolutely disgusting. And, like, people love it. Like... 
Another thing, New Yorkers actually love lines so much. There are so many restaurants that like sell the most basic things. There's a salad place near me, Sweetgreen, and their salads, I think they're pretty good, but they cost like $40 for a salad. And there's always a line like around the block just for a salad. So it's just like, this is what is nourishing these, these New Yorkers. Like a salad that they'll wait like a line, they'll like wait like a mile around the block for a salad. It's pretty ridiculous. I really, one of the things that I miss living in the South is just like the food. Like it's, it's, I can't get that here and it's really killing me, especially during PMS week. About two years ago, I went to Nobu with a few of my girlfriends and I had never been there before, but I know it's a very famous sushi restaurant. They have them like all over the world. And we went to the restaurant and we ordered like a couple appetizers because we weren't really familiar with the menu. And I think we paid around like $300 or more for like two pieces of shrimp. It was the most ridiculous experience I've ever had at a restaurant. Like I, I think Nobu is so overrated. And then the second time that I went, it was on a date with this guy who I think that was one of his favorite places to go eat. And he knew the menu. He was really familiar with the menu. And I was still not impressed by it. I was like, this is it. This is all they're giving you. So I think I'm just used to, in the South, they give you actual, like, human-sized portions instead of, like, little, like, bullshit food. But that's just me. I like to eat, so. The thing that I'm realizing, I think the key for finding a really good restaurant in New York to go to is you have to really put the work in to find good restaurants in New York. That's it. Like, you actually have to, like, put the work in. They're not going to be, like, 10 on the corner. You have to find these random places in the city. That's why I don't feel like there's a lot of good random places in the city to go to as far as food that you have to really, like, work to, like, find it. But it's confusing when I see a lot of girls, I'll see on Instagram, go to, like, Tao and, like, order some, like, chicken satay or chicken satay or however you say it but I I don't I just don't understand like out of all of these like great little hidden restaurants in New York you want to go to Tao for dinner still every weekend I don't understand like what's so great there so if you are caught up with Real Houses of Beverly Hills you know what's going on with Erica Miss Erica Jane and her ex-husband Tom Girardi and their legal troubles but if you're not so Erica Jane, she is on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she is a singer, dancer. She makes, like, really cute pop music, and she is, I believe she's 50 years old, and she's she was married to Tom Girardi. He's a famous lawyer. He worked, like, on the Aaron Brockovich case, and he's 30 years her senior. He's about 80-something years old. And they were married, they've been married for 24 years. And what came out recently is that he was stealing money from his clients who were victims of like plane crashes and all these other crazy things. Um, but he stole like millions of dollars from his clients. And allegedly Erica is claiming that she had no idea and she had no idea what was going on with the money because she didn't even have like an allowance she just used a credit card that's how he gave her money so she has no idea that 
they were using her companies as shell companies to, to kind of wire this money through um, um, through her through Erica Jane's company. She had no idea what was going on. And a lot of people don't believe her. And to be honest, like, I really feel for what she's going through to be married to someone that long. And they're keeping these, like, awful, disgusting secrets. And I've seen it before where a lot of women don't have any control or have no idea about the finances, especially when dating, like, a rich or powerful man like that who is older than you. He knows more than you. And... A lot of women, especially women that are probably in their 50s or older, I think just like that generation, older generations, like, you know, women who are in in their 80s now, like our grandparents, well, my grandparents' age, I just feel like that generation just like was all about, you know, just let your husband take care of everything and just kind of don't worry about what your husband's doing. He's in control with the money, all of those things. And a lot of women just didn't have that independence as far as financially I mean you've probably heard it before that like a lot of women back then they just married men because it was financially like beneficial for them like they had to marry men for survival and thankfully now a lot of women like we have a choice now like we don't have to be with a man just because he has money like we can choose who we want to be with because a lot of women we have our own careers we have we make a lot of money ourselves like we really don't need men in that way financially so it's a beautiful thing that we have that independence to really choose who we want to be with and that goes to say like a lot of women who will date these older men that are younger I know a few I know of some of my friends like they date like super old men and I know that was like a huge thing in the past to date like an older rich man but like it has me thinking like dating an older man in 2021 like what are the benefits really because a lot of times a lot of women that I know like my friends we're making a pretty good salary we have our own products we have our own companies we're making pretty good money and I think these older men are expecting like oh like I'm just gonna like find some young dumb woman to be with who I could just tell what to do and she's not gonna ask any questions but a lot of women today like we don't need men in that way anymore so I think the whole older man younger woman thing like I wonder how is that working out for men for older men these days because a lot of times like older men like we don't need your money really anymore um your world views are very like dated and old um you can't really kind of show me new experiences so I've already done a lot of them a lot of women have experienced a lot of things that life has to offer and don't need like a man to do that for them so like what like what benefits do you get from dating an older rich man who has like old balls and is like close to death? Like what are the benefits from that? And a lot of these older men with money, they're living in some like fantasy world because they have money. They could do whatever they want. And because they have all this money and all this power, they feel that they can control others. And that includes the women that they date or that they're in relationships with. And I think that comes down to obviously being selfish and obviously thinking that money gets you whatever you want. It's a certain level of arrogance men like that have to have. But also having the expectation like, oh, just because I have money, I could just throw money at her and she'll do whatever I want. 
And to be honest, I think the real solution for men like that is to hire escorts, plain and simple. I mean, an escort's job is literally to create a fantasy experience for you and provide you with all the services that they offer and that you require and you just pay them a fee instead of expecting you know instead of expecting all these things from when you're dating having all these crazy expectations from women why don't you actually hire a professional hire an escort that's what that's what their profession is to create this experience for you that's what you should be doing instead of having all these insane expectations for women of what you require. And that goes both ways because I feel the same that a lot of women have expectations for men as well. I've met a lot of different women who like in their 20s and they have expectations for a guy they're dating who's 25 years old and they expect this 25 year old guy to act like their 58 year old father. Like, why isn't he providing or doing these things like my dad does? Like, girl, he's not your dad. He's a 25 year old guy that you're dating. Like, there's a huge difference between a 58 year old man versus a 25 year old. Like, with men, there's different stages that men experience in life. And a man, when he's 25 versus he's 58, it's completely different. They don't even have the same mindset. Their goals are different. Their worldviews are different. A 25-year-old man, most of the time, his goal is to have fun and meet really cool people and have a great time. His His idea of oh I want to settle down like that's I mean in some cultures sure but for the most part a 25 year old guy is not trying to settle down and start a family with you right now so I think as women we have a lot of expectations of what how men are supposed to act as well that we need to change our views on and I do feel bad for a lot of men sometimes a lot of young men because they Say they date a girl when they're 25 and she's pressuring him to, she wants to get married and start a family. And maybe he's just not at that stage of his life. Maybe he's just not, he doesn't have that mindset yet. But they do it anyway because they're like, oh, she's a good girl. I want to, I want to be there for her. I really like her. She's really chill. And like a lot of guys, they probably, at 25, they're probably saying like, yeah, she's really chill. She's really cool. She's great. My friends love her. My family loves her. And they end up marrying her. And then they realize 10, 15 years down the line, or maybe even sooner, like, oh, I didn't take the time to actually find out who I was when I was 25, and now I'm 45, and I'm miserable in a loveless marriage because I thought I was, a, I thought I was doing the right thing, and it was the right thing to marry her. And it's not actually what she want, but you think that's the right thing to do. And we need to move away from what is the quote-unquote right thing to do versus what we actually want in life. Like, what you want in life is the most important thing because you need to focus on what do I want for myself and what is going to make me the most happy. Like, don't worry about, like, what your family thinks, what your friends think. Like, focus on what makes you happy and go and get that happiness for yourself because you owe that to yourself. If you are not ready to get married or be in a relationship, then say that. I think it's important for us to be honest with ourselves because when you're honest with yourself, you can be honest with others and you end up not wasting people's time. You end up with less hurt feelings because you're being honest, you're being true to yourself. Nothing else matters as long as you're being true to yourself. 
this so many times people end up in these loveless marriages because they can't simply say those some words like, no, I don't want to do this. No, this is not for me. And I can understand how it's hard to be honest with yourself of what you want because society shoves down our throats all these expectations of who we're supposed to be our family society it's just all around us like how we're supposed to act how relationships are supposed to go and like right now my goal is kind of rediscovering like what a relationship is supposed to feel like what what do I want to feel like when I'm with someone and I think those are some questions like we should really think about for ourselves and what we want for ourselves so in lighter news, I created a TikTok this week and I deleted it immediately. <laughs> so I've been trying to find new ways to market myself. I restarted different social media avenues to market myself. And honestly, digital marketing is really hard. There's so much information out there. I'm still learning. I'm still trying different things. And I saw that TikTok is a good way to market yourself. And I tried TikTok for probably like 10 minutes. And I was so dizzy. Like there's way too much going on there. Like I don't understand why there's so much going on at once. Visually, like aesthetically, it's all over the place. It makes me dizzy. And it just, there's something about it just, like, creeps me out. I don't know. There's, like, something off about TikTok to me. I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just, like, old now. But I really am not into it. Like, it, it's it's too much going on. And just the amount of content, I was, like, this is exhausting for me. And, like, I'm not getting paid to post a bunch of TikTok videos. So, like, let's not do this. It, it was just way too much for me. So, I think the TikTok chapter has been shut and closed for me. And I just want the fact that, like, there's so many, like, why am I seeing so many things from teenagers on here? Like, I don't want to, like, see anything what teenagers are doing. Like, I don't want to see that on my TikTok feed of their little dances. I can't. But maybe I'm just, like, 65 years old now. Moving on to the astrology of the week. So, this week, so we are currently in Leo season. And we have a full moon this weekend on the 22nd. And the full moon is in the sign of Aquarius. So when we have a full moon, it's always in the opposite sign of the current sun sign season we're in. So Leo is the opposite of Aquarius. So Leo energy is all about being your truest self, being bold, being like the star of a show, um, Leo energy has like a lot of creative energy, a lot of fun energy, a lot of putting yourself out there and being bold about who you are. And the opposite sign, Aquarius. Aquarius is also very independent in that way. Aquarius is, in my in my perspective, Aquarius is the rebel of the zodiac signs. Aquarius is definitely the rebel. They're all about being their most unique self and always expressing that no matter no matter what's going on around them, no matter what society is telling them, Aquarius is all about, I'm going to rebel and be my truest self. So the message that I'm getting for this full moon is what are like some old patterns or old ways or things that aren't really serving us that are stopping us from being our truest self? So like, what are some things we need to put to bed that are no longer really a part of our story? 
And what is that story like, or what is that thing that's stopping us from being our birthing a new version of ourselves? So I want everyone to think about that. Do your little ritual. Do whatever you want every full moon. I know some people like to burn sage. Some people like to burn letters. Kind of write what they're getting rid of. But that's just something to think about. How are we becoming our most authentic self? All right. I think that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Please like, subscribe, share to my show on Apple and Spotify. But I will talk to you guys next week. XOXO, you know you love me.